Hello, everybody. This is Cole Newton, and you are listening to the Glory Venture Podcast. And as we say on all of our shows, the definition of a glory venture is the journey you go on to find and fulfill your unique purpose that serves something bigger than yourself. And through my research and my thought process of behind this philosophy, I believe there's four principles that it takes to do this task. Truth, love, faith, and hard work. If you didn't listen to the last podcast, we went over the first principle of the glory venture philosophy, which was truth, right? And kind of a review of that is when when I say truth, you know, as it applies to finding fulfilling your purpose, truth is like an analysis. You know, you're doing an analysis of the world, of whatever it is you're trying to do, of yourself. You know, it's an inventory check on like who you are, what your strengths and weaknesses are, right? And uh, something we learned on that podcast, something I spoke about was the best kind of truth is truth used to change your situation for the better, right? It's, it, it, it's, it's, it does you no good to have all this information, all this analysis of situations that have nothing to do with you or aren't going to make any impact in your life. So if you're out there just learning to learn and that's just a hobby of yours, cool, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to, if you have a desire to do something different with your life, do something meaningful, purposeful, you got to find truth that's applicable, that you can take and use to change your situation, right? So that's about a review. So if you, if you didn't listen to that podcast, go back and listen to it and you'll get a more in-depth analysis of what that's about. But the second principle of the glory venture philosophy is love, love. You know, and this was the most difficult principle so far that I've found to prepare for and to really kind of conceptualize, to think through, to be able to explain it. And partly it was because I was overcomplicating it. Partly it was because I had different things going on in life and it was just difficult to focus and put time towards it. But ultimately I figured out how to define love and to, to really share with you how it applies to your purpose and what it means to it and ultimately how you can use it uh, to have a better life, right? This whole philosophy um, would be meaningless without love. You know, your life would be kind of miserable without it, right? So let's dive into that, right? Love is what makes life worth living. You know, that's that's kind of what I want to get into. So when I was thinking through this, I I was finding... different ways to define love and i could never really settle on one because if you think about it, we use love in a lot of different contexts you know we use love for so many different things we use love to describe relationships friendships we use love to describe hobbies we use love to describe things we do uh things we interact with we say oh i love nature i love i love pizza i love my family i love uh this project, I love this charity. Like we use it in so many different areas. So I kind of wanted to define it today in a way that, that people can understand it on that very broad level and kind of categorize it out. But I also want to use it and show you how it's used um, in your purpose, what it means when you use it in your purpose, how it impacts that, right? So my definition of love, I, kinda, I made it my own because I couldn't find one that I'm satisfied with. And my def- definition of love is this. It is intentional goodness being transferred to fill a need 
or to increase quality of life, right? If, if you go out to do love, if, if you have love in your life, it's, it's, it's a good thing, right? And it fills needs. It's, it's a good, it increases the quality. Like love is what makes it worth it and what makes the thing that you have uh, um, satisfying, right? So I want to, I want to break it down into two categories. I got this, uh, these two categories from Pastor John Piper, Dr. John Piper, um, who's a great pastor and theologian. And I've studied many of his books. They've impacted me in a lot of ways. So if you want to go look him up in his ministry, it's called DesiringGod.org. It's a fantastic resource, especially for Christians um, and for non-Christians alike to just find good wisdom and practical answers for life questions. Right? He does a great podcast called Ask Pastor John. And someone asked about love. And in that podcast segment, he talked about the two categories in which love falls in. Or, or and put another way, the two ways that we use the word love right the first one is a complacent love and that just means you're satisfied in something the second one is benevolent love that's when you do good or have a desire to do good for others right so diving into complacent love a little bit we we, we like i said we use love to talk about a lot of different things and you know like you might eat a good meal and say oh i loved that meal that was really good you know or i love this holiday uh, I love that car. I love that idea, right? When you're using love in that manner, this is what you call complacent love. Now, complacent, what that means is satisfied. So, you know, when you have pizza, if pizza's your favorite food, you say you love pizza. When you have a good pizza, you're like, oh, that was so good. I love that. It was satisfying. It, it, it ceased your hunger. It caused you not to want any more food. It was good, right? You're like, oh, that's so good. I love that pizza. It satisfied you. That's what complacent love is. You know, so when you go out in nature and you go for a, a hike in the mountains or something, or even around in Oklahoma where I'm from, you know, it may not be as impressive as like the Rockies, but you go out in nature and you say, I love nature. You're enjoying the love that's being transferred through it, the goodness being transferred through it, right? As a Christian, I believe God created everything. So when we experience life and the beautiful things in it, in my in my mind, the way I think about it is it's his it's God showing us love and loving us through his creation. Right? That's complacent love. We say we we love that thing. Well, we're really just kind of realizing the love that was put in it through the creator. Though God designed it to love us in a certain way to, to fill needs. And to increase the quality of life, nature is what it does that. Nature fills our needs. It provides us food and resources like water and all sorts of things that we need to live. And it also provides for us beauty and peace, a great place to go and think, a place, place to do these things. We love nature for those reasons, right? Now, the second category that love is put into is benevolent love. Now, when we use the word benevolent love, all it means is a goodwill towards Right? When you have benevolent love, that's when you say, oh, I love this person, and you act on it. Right? You know, I could say, I love my mother. You know, I, I want to do something for her. So you go and you make her breakfast in the morning. Right? You, know, you get up and you bring her breakfast, or you go have dinner with her. You take her to dinner. You do something to love that person, right? to fill a need or to increase the quality of life. 
This is the type of love that parents have for their children and that we as human beings have for each other, family, friends, benevolent love. This is the love that we, we feel inside and it causes us to act. It causes us to go and do something about that need that we see, right? This is benevolent love, you know? And so with these definitions and kind of categories of love, it's like whatever your purpose is, right? We want to find and fulfill the unique purpose that serves something bigger than just ourselves. That's our goal here at Glow Adventure. So we want to give you the tools and equipment to do that. So with love, you know, if you didn't have love in your life, it'd be meaningless. You know, it's hard to define love or say like how you figure it out and things like that. It's like you really don't know you're going to love something until you do, right? It's just kind of something that happens, right? It's hard to, it's hard to define, So, but I, but I want to help out. I want people to understand this better. And so when it comes to love and your purpose, your purpose in an essence is to love, right? It's to do good so that needs are filled and quality of life is increased. If you think about all the career options out there, but everything you can do, conceptualize, right? Everything you can think of that people do for a living or do because they enjoy it or whatever involves love. Right? Every business fills a need or increases the quality of life. Everybody does love in a certain sense. And what's great is to have a love for everyone and everything, right? You need a love, I believe, one, you need a love for other people. Just a basic love. When you were a little kid, you know, as a young, when I was a little boy, my mom always taught me to hold the door for people. You know, they, she said, hold the door, hold the door for these people that are walking up to the restaurant or wherever you're at, you know, hold the door for them. That's a nice thing to do. In a sense, my mother was instilling a very basic form of love for other human beings, just to do something nice for them, right? The, they didn't have to hold that door themselves in a small sense that increases their quality of life. They can just walk through it. They get the benefit of the door, you know, keeping the heat in during the winter, keeping the the hot out during the summer, that door's there to protect and do things, but but you're holding that door open and they they enjoy it. It's a small sense of love. And when your mom and dad teach you to say, you know, yes sir, no ma'am, they teach you manners, things like that. It's a, it's a, it's a small basic way of teaching love. Just basic love for all human beings is to be kind and to smile and to say, thank you, please. Um, I know I reversed that there a little bit. Usually it's please and then thank you. <laughs> Not thank you, then please. Uh, but but you see that like as human beings, I think we should all have a basic love for human, you know, for humanity, and a basic love for the world. Like we want the best for the world. We should want the best of other things. I think as human beings, when we experience love, you know, I think human beings are like a, a vessel, like a cup, right? And so as things get poured into this cup, eventually it overflows. And so if love keeps getting poured in and in and in, right, what's going to overflow is love. If you keep pouring hate in, which is just the opposite of a lack of love, the wanting to do bad to people and the wanting to decrease their quality of life, that's what hate would be defined as if you reverse the definition I just gave you. But if you keep pouring hate in, people are going to, you know, that's going to come out. Right, And so I think human beings, we have a mixture. We see hate in the world and we see love. And so it comes out in different ways. And so uh, we need to make sure that in our lives, we're getting receiving a lot of love. So in a sense, you just want love in your life through all the things around you, through the people around you. You want to be around good, loving things. 
Now, as it comes to your purpose, right? As this applies to your purpose, which is why you're here, your glory venture, right? You're here to find and fulfill your glory venture. What's your glory venture? That's my question. So as it comes to your purpose, there are two ways love shows in your purpose. One is, is your love for your purpose. Your love for the thing that you do, right? That serves something greater than yourself. There's a lot of things to do out there, but what you're going to do is you're going to love it. Like your purpose, whatever it is, you will love that thing, right? You're going to love the idea of it. You're going to love the process of it. And you're going to love the result, right? So when you think about your purpose, you get excited about it, right? Just the idea of it excites you and you see how it works and how it can help people, how it can fill needs, increase the quality of life. You see that. The idea excites you. The next thing is the process. Taking whatever that thing is, that idea, and working at it, creating it, building it, carrying it out. The process. You love the process, right? And you hear a lot of days from modern entrepreneurs, you got to love the process. you got to love the process. Well, a lot of people have problems when people say, you should love the process. Not necessarily. The process can be difficult, gritty, and hard. So when those times come up, There'll be parts, like any career you choose, there are going to be parts you like and parts you don't. I don't care if it's your purpose or not. You're going to encounter things you like and things you don't. But love is important. Because when you love something, you're willing to stick to, through, you know, stick to that thing. Stick to it through the hard times. You're willing to pursue that purpose and pursue that, that love for the thing in spite of the hard times. Because you know it's worth it. Right? You love it that much. The process can be difficult sometimes. And it can be good. But you love the process. And the last thing is the result. Right? How your thing, your purpose impacts the world will show. People will be loved through your purpose. Whether it is you're creating a product. You know, you're creating something that impacts the world. Whether it's art. Whether it's engineering, a machine. Whether it's... You know, uh, entertainment, you know, people are like, well, how is entertainment a need? Well, I mean, people need entertainment. They need escape. They need relief, right? Relaxation is important. Rest is important. Sometimes you need to rest your brain. Entertainment's a way to do that, right? So like I said, you, your love for the thing is so important when it comes to your purpose. And so when you talk about it, you got to have a love for the thing. And... The two other ways that this is going to impact, you know, your love for the thing, two things that are very important about it is one is you'll do this, you'll do your purpose at a very high quality. You have a desire to do it to the very best of your ability, right? When you love something, you want to do it great. You want to do it all the time. You want to get better at it. You want to become a master, right? And the other thing, if you love your purpose is... You'll stick to it long enough to become a master at it. Long enough to where you can do it at such a high level, it really does impact the world and serves a greater purpose than yourself. That's the thing. When you love something, you'll stick to it and you'll keep it around. Like you don't push away things you love. You bring those closer. And so, for example, if someone loves basketball, right? Like, like we discussed in the last episode the truth about me, I can take in inventory and say, it's pretty obvious I'm not going to be a basketball player. I don't work at it. I don't try. I don't, I don't care. 
I don't care for basketball. I'm not a big sports junkie. But for somebody who loves basketball, because they love it, they're going to spend a lot of time doing it and perfecting their craft. And that gives them a chance to do it for a long time and to get really good at it and to have it and to go out there and serve the world playing basketball. The NBA is entertainment. People who play basketball professionally, you know, they serve a purpose. You know, if your purpose is basketball, right? My example for that is it's just if you love it, you stick to it. The people who are in the NBA love basketball. That's what drove them to get to that level. They played for hours and hours and hours every day just to get better so that they could get to that next level and win and go compete, right? So they love the idea. Like, here we go back to idea, process, and result. They love the idea of basketball. They love the process. They love grinding it out, working on the court, exercising, getting better. They, and they also love the results. So when they do that, they win. They go and win. Winning is the result. When you get better at basketball, you win games. That's the result they're going for. And that result impacts people. If you're playing for a high school, now your high school gets excited because they have a winning basketball team. Like that's impactful, right? They love the result. That's what those things is. You got to do it at high quality and you do it long enough to become a master at it and to have a chance to impact people. You know, Because even when you're just following, finding your purpose, just getting started, you're not very good at it, most likely. You have some talent, I think. Or you'll just have such a desire and raw uh, drive to, to do it and to perfect it. That'll create the best version of it, which will impact the world the most. Right? And the other thing, the second way that love shows through your purpose is how it shows. Is how your target recipient, you know, sees the love in it. Right? I misstood that. Let me say that again. It's how love shows through to your target recipient and beyond. Right? When you have a purpose that serves something greater than yourself, whatever it is that's serving, at some point or love point, it's going to impact people, I believe. So you have to be, or animals, or whatever it is your the idea, whatever it is you're pursuing, the big, something bigger than yourself. That thing should feel love coming from your thing, whether it's complacent, such as if you built a product, you know, you build a better mousetrap. Now people can use your mousetrap and it impacts their life and increases the quality of their life because now they can catch more mice instead of there being a mouse problem. That's the complacent love. That's You had love for catching mice and ridding the world of that problem. So you built a product, you put your purpose into building a mousetrap. That was your purpose. And that mousetrap gets sold to the consumers. And it increases the quality of their life. It fills their need and increases the quality of their life. They're feeling love through your product. They may not know your name, your face, you know. They just know that your product works and they appreciate that. And that's the second thing that's how that's the second part of how love shows through your purpose right now a question that i've been asking myself and it's been really hard to answer is this how do you find the things you love how do you go out into the world and say all right this is the thing i love this is the thing i'm meant to do and my honest answer is i don't think there's any clear-cut way of doing it there's no formula 
Um, there's no precise way of figuring out what you love in this world. You just have to try things, right? And that's the first one. I wrote a list of three things down here, um, three ideas that I've, I, I've come across, three ways that have been helpful for me in my life and I've seen in other lives help them find what it is they're meant to do. First thing is just try a bunch of things and see what you like, right? You didn't know what your favorite food was going to be until you had it one time. You didn't know your favorite food was going to be pizza until you had pizza. So go and try it, right? Life is like a buffet. You got all these opportunities of things to try. You should look at things, look at them, go through, investigate. You can look at them, smell them, all sorts of things. But until you take a bite, put it in your mouth, chew it and swallow it, you'll never know if that's something you're going to like. So go kind of jump into different things. Go try different things, right? Um, the second thing I have on the list, the list of these things that you can go do to help find love and your purpose, is follow up on every curiosity, passion, and thing that piques your interest. Now, why do I say passion in there instead of love? Well, passion is excitement. It's energy for it, right? Uh, the way I say it is you might have passion at times in relationships that are good. Like, oh, this is my best friend. We're doing, we're having such a great day together. I enjoy it, especially in a, a romantic relationship. You have passion for that individual at one point, right? And that passion is great until it ends. You know, they make you mad. They do this. They do something else. And then love is what carries the relationship through. Love is what makes that person worth it worth going through the tough times, worth working out problems, right? That's why I say passion. So follow up on everything that piques your interest, that you're like, oh, I'm kind of curious. I wonder how that works, right? Do those things. If you're curious or anything piques your interest, follow up on it. Go, and if you if you saw a little thing about, uh, for example, farming, I'm gonna use this as an example, farming. Uh, back to what I talked about earlier, there was the idea, the process, and then the result. I love the idea of organic, natural farming. I love the idea of it. I'm amazed by listening to how it works and operates. That's awesome. I love the result, the good food it produced of high quality that people can enjoy and that actually helps people be nutritious versus all this crap you get in the grocery store that's processed and been through these big feedlots and junk, you know, all this crap food that they're feeding us. So when it comes to organic farming, I love the idea of it. I love the result. But when it came to the process, I figured out that farming was a lot of work. It's very involved. You have to be there every day to make sure that your farm, your animals, your crop is taken care of. There's something that needs to be done on a farm basically every single day. And that level of commitment and work and long hours, that was a process that I didn't love. So I learned very quickly that I don't, uh, I still, I, I believe, you know, I just realized that that wasn't my passion. That was not my purpose. That wasn't the thing I was meant to do, to serve a greater purpose. But there are people that are meant to do it. The guy whose farm I got to, I got to go visit the farm that I admired, um, ran by Joel Salton. It's called Polyface Farms. Look them up. They do amazing work over there. But when I went out and worked with them for a couple days, it was just a lot of hard work, and I realized how involved it was. And I just thought, nope, this ain't me. So I dove into that. I followed up on that curiosity, right? And that's what made, made me get to the point where I appreciate what they do. You know, I love what they do. I love the idea of it, and I love the results. 
But the process was the part that I knew that I really wasn't willing to do what it took. I really, I wasn't willing to go through the process that it took to put the ideas into action to create the results. I didn't want to do that. I realized that. That's because I followed up on that curiosity. The last thing, uh, the third point of how to use love to help you find your purpose is to look for pain points in your life. If you go back to the first episode of the Glory Venture podcast, I talk about the backstory of how I came up with this philosophy and why uh, it means so much to me is because when I was younger, school was not my thing. I could have been better in school, but man, school did not motivate me. It was very uninspiring for the most part. I didn't really want to be there. Uh, I enjoyed talking to people. I enjoyed learning certain things, but I never really had a passion for school. Other people were really good at school. I just wasn't. And I realized school was not going to be the way that I made it in this world. I wasn't going to go to college and do really well and leave and get a really good job and do that. I, had to, I was going to be different. I knew that. And that's what led me down a path to help me discover personal development, uh, business, entrepreneurship, ultimately kind of how to find purpose in your life. And that's what led me here to do the podcast today because school didn't work for me. That caused pain in my life. It caused pain and frustration in my life. And that's what made me seek out the passion. My ultimate goal with the glory of philosophy is someday I would love to redesign and redefine how we view education. You know, I think the education system today is built so that we can create GDP, gross domestic product, which is basically economic value in the world, um, which according to the government, which runs our school system, by the way, uh, that's a great benchmark or measuring tool to measure the success of a country. Well, yeah, you might be able to go make a lot of money, do some good in that area, but if you live a miserable life without purpose and meaning to it, what's that worth? At, the, at a country level, at a nation level, GDP makes sense. But at an individual level, it doesn't make sense. And by the way, when everybody finds and fulfills their purpose, they're going to do whatever it is they're doing at such a high level, it's going to impact GDP ultimately. But this is the, it's the long-form game to find a purpose and do that. Because you're going to have people who are meant to be engineers, meant to be uh, people that are going to produce in, – and increase that number that the government looks at to see how well we're doing economically and how well we're doing as a nation. But at a basic level, at the individual level, it's a really bad thing to look at to judge how well people are doing in school. And I have a that caused pain in my life that the school system was not built for people like me enough to look into doing something about it. Right? I love the idea. I love the idea of people finding their purpose to figuring out their glory venture. I also love what it's going to take to help create this philosophy, doing the research for these podcasts, learning how we can implement this into the world, how this is going to be impactful to individuals. And I love the result. At the end of the day, if I just give certain ideas to people through this podcast, through this movement, that help them figure something out about their life to make it better, to find a purpose, to fulfill something in their life, to have a life of meaning and fulfillment, I'll feel accomplished. I hope this goes and does it on a very big scale. My, my vision and my goal is to do it on a very big scale. But that's what makes this thing worth it to me. 
right? But started with a pain point. You know, I have a quote here by Sir Richard Branson, who's a billionaire and a great businessman. Virgin uh, is the name. Most of his companies is Virgin something. And so you can go look it up. But he said, there is no point in starting your own business unless you do it out of frustration. Sir Richard Branson said that. And kind of what I, what I believe he means by that is he was so frustrated with whatever the product was, the process was, whatever. He said, you know what? I'm going to fix this. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make a better version. I'm going to solve the problems that I keep running into. I'm so frustrated by this system. I'm going to go redesign and recreate one myself. And then I'll sell it to the consumer. And this problem will be solved for everybody. Out of frustration, he starts businesses. I think out of pain points, you'll find what you love, what you're passionate about, what you're meant to do with your life. How you're meant to impact the world. So don't ever undervalue your pain. You know, uh, a great quote from an entrepreneur, his name's Ed Milet. He says, the day your life changes is the day you realize that things are not happening to you, but for you. Even the bad things. Right? He talks about his life. His dad was an alcoholic. And because his dad was an alcoholic, he went to an, an AA meeting, an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. And at that meeting, he met someone who said he had a job for Ed. So he went and fought. He, he didn't have a job. He didn't have any work going on. So his dad came up and said, I got a job for you. Show up here at this place. Well, he went to that place, and it was a boy's home. And what he did is he, he helped look after. He was like a big brother for these boys who had been through really awful situations. And he connected to them because his dad was an alcoholic. He, ex he experienced certain things. And his dad was a hero of his, by the way. That alcohol ended up, you know, his dad got over that and they had a great relationship. But because his dad was Alcoholics Anonymous, he met a guy named Tim. And he went up to follow up on a job with Tim. And that led him to learning that service was the best way to do life. It changed his life forever. And led him to his purpose. And the day he serves thousands hundreds of thousands millions of people through his information that he shares on his podcast through his books and through the guests that he brings onto his show and asks the questions that they have everything started and changed and shifted you know from a pain point in his life his dad being an alcoholic life's not happening to you it's happening for you so i hope this episode was helpful to you I hope that somewhere in this you found some good nuggets of information, something that can help you move you further along in finding your purpose or even fulfilling it. I just, I hope and pray that, that this impacted you today in a good way. If it has, reach out to me. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, different places. If you know me, if you're a friend of mine, reach out and let me know what you think. Send me a text message if you have my phone number. I'd love to hear feedback. I hope this podcast finds you well. And I hope you go out there and live your glory adventure. Y'all have a good one.